What is something you will not apologize for? I'll go first. I am a romantic. It took me a long time to figure that out, that that was one of my big issues in dating. But I am not going to apologize for that. I am excited about love. I still believe in love. I do not want a practical relationship. Bills are practical. Traffic is practical. Work is practical. I want sparks. I want to come home to you or meet you out for dinner and kiss your lips and want to melt inside your body. I want a man who looks at my booty every time it walks by. I want a man who can't keep his hands off of me. Except when we're asleep and it's too hot for that. Unless we're doing it, but other than that, it's too hot. I want a man that while I'm sitting in the car, he just pumps gas, he goes inside real quick, and he comes out with my favorite candy. I know you said you like Bora Bora like six months ago. They got some tickets on sale. What if I get the tickets, you get the hotel room? You're listening to me, babe. Yeah, I can do that. If we're both going into this situation as complete adults, meaning that we both handle our own affairs... Why can't we have sparks in romance? Why can't we have that together? I'm going to eat. I'm going to pay my bills. I'm going to buy my clothes. And I'm going to do all these things with or without you. But what I can't do without you is laugh until 3 in the morning to the point where we want to call out like we're 20 years old. I want flowers sent to the job. I want to come home and have flowers on the table because my baby bought them for me. And I want to figure out what he likes to make him smile too because I still believe in love. I am a romantic. And I'm not going to apologize for that. I'm not. Welcome to the set. The beautiful. The honest. The <laughs> authentic. <laughs> Yaya Bethel. How are you today? I'm well, Miss Tony. Thank you for having me here. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me Do you show. know how long it. I've been following you? I, it's weird when people tell me that yeah. because I don't realize that people follow me for so long until they say something. Yeah. And it's like... You've been following me for a long time. I have. Because to me, I'm just running my mouth. And That's we it. love it. But <laughs> I think you. what it is, because of COVID, we we lost contact with our friends. Yeah. And it, it just, when I go to your page, it just feels like I'm just talking to my friend. You Aww. know what I mean? Like, my friend is like, girl, this pe- these people are crazy. Let, let me tell you this story. I love it. Thank you. What's like, the response, though, really, with everyone? The most Most people absolutely love it. Because, yeah. like you said, people are looking for connections. They're looking for friends. Yeah. And the fact that I am very ca- casual with my conversation. Yeah. And um, that connection is something that, when I think about it, on how many people I've connected with, it can be a little bit overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I'm now going out more places. I'm getting more recognized. Yeah. I went to Boston. I went to South Carolina. Wow. I went to Blue Ridge, and somebody recognized me every time I go out now. Yeah. And there's always a bit of nervousness, like, do they like what I say? Yeah. Because sometimes I do talk about some stuff that's controversial. Right. But then everyone just, you know, gives me a hug. And I love it. I absolutely love it. It really does feel like I got a bunch of friends out here. I feel like you have like 5 million followers. I know you don't. (laughs) But the thing about it is, is TikTok is getting to the point where you're just like part of people's lives, even though they may not even follow you. That's the crazy part. Correct. So your outreach is further than, I guess, the three to 400,000, you know, followers that you already have because of the For You page on TikTok. True. And what I found is a lot of people unfollow me so they can see my videos more. There was a, for a while that um, if you follow somebody, you can only see their videos if you go look for them. Wow. There's a certain column for them. So a lot of people will unfollow me so they can see my videos. That's crazy. 
I will have to do that. But I have like maybe about five different profiles that follow you. I'm not going to tell you which ones. When you told me you were following me and mm-hmm. that I have commented on your pages, mm-hmm. immediately I was like, oh, what did I say? <laughs> You were like, "Hey, girl, hey." Okay, no, I, I don't, I don't think you said anything crazy. But mm. you're ready for some good questions today. I'm ready. Let's go. So normally, you talk about some really in-depth, interesting things on your on your profile. Mm-hmm. Okay, so some of the things that I do want to talk about that's a hot topic for us. Go ahead. Okay, I'm going to talk about relationship stuff mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. So we live in Atlanta. First off, how long have you lived in Atlanta, and where are you from? This is my second time in Atlanta. I lived okay. in Atlanta when it was like the so-so death era. Mm. You couldn't tell me nothing. Coming from California, oh yeah, it was on and popping. And then I left, went to Dallas, went to Tampa, and then I came back. This is my second time around. So the first time was ten years. This is the third year mm-hmm. here this time around. And I'm a military brat. Oh wow! So I've lived in a lot of different places. And when you're a military brat, it's hard to pinpoint where you're from right. but I call San Diego home yeah but I've lived in Charleston Dallas Tampa Baltimore Japan here and I think that's it wow yeah I think that's it yeah and there's nothing like Atlanta there's nothing like the diversity of Atlanta mm-hmm. there's nothing like the soul of Atlanta and Atlanta truly is the New York of the South and it's the best place to get your hair done <laughs> plug <Love laughs> um okay so dating in Atlanta how is it for you I had fun when I was dating. Mm-hmm. I It's weird when I hear people talk about how they have such a hard time in dating. It's a hard for me to comprehend because I have fun. I enjoy yeah. it. I'm not trying to get married. I'm not trying to have kids. Right. There's no checklist that I need him to make in that area. I just need you to be good to me. Mm. And I just need you to make me feel pretty and young and us laugh. Yeah. And if you can't accomplish that, you got to go. Right. It's It's... It's not as complicated as people make it out to be. Do you think that the role of a man has changed since, like, say, for instance, our grandparents were in marriages and relationships? Yes, because we've changed. How so? Um, We're not as submissive. We're not as sit down and mind your business, Mm -hmm. do what I say. We're a lot more, um, we have more money in our pocket, which Mm -hmm. gives us more power. Mm -hmm. So to expect a traditional man when you're not a traditional woman is absurd to me. Mm. However, there is a level of, you know, a girlfriend of mine just said this the other day. She said, play dumb and be soft. And if you do that, the game changes. Listen, that is my go-to. If you know, if if you've dated me, okay, I'm just going to apologize in advance. <laughs> but I played that role very well. But I'm definitely much more, I would say, kind of alpha, beta. Yeah. Like I can go between the both. But I promise, I learned from one of my good girlfriends who went to Princeton And she was just like, listen, you got to be dumb. So I was just like, oh, my God, guys. Oh, my God, what are you guys drinking? You just have fun. Yeah, you've just got to go with it. But I realized that when I was, you know, just being that way, Mm -hmm. three guys stepped to me. It is amazing that I I wish more women would know, and I didn't get this until I got older, just the power of being an attractive woman in itself can just change the whole vibe of a room. And if you enjoy who you are as a woman, if you love who you are and you're happy and you're content, men will be drawn to you. There are men who are attracted to me and don't even know why. Wow. I'm 45 years old, I got some weight on me, I got some wrinkles, I know how to clean myself up, yeah. but there are young men that are like, there's something about you, I know, mm-hmm. I know, cause I'm fun ah. and I'm happy. Ah. 
And that's half the battle. I love it. You think confidence is the biggest component? It is. It is. It is amazingly, um, it is the component for men and women. Mm. If you don't like it, nobody else is going to. You know what I find, though, um, with, like, these these girls that are like, I want a high-value man. What I realized a long time ago, and I didn't realize it until probably the last two years, mm -hmm. is um, the high-value man is just the new title. But you want what, you, what you're not, basically. In order for you to get the high value man or in order for you to find the submissive woman, you have to be the energy that's going to attract that. Correct. And if you're not, then you don't get it. That's why you're out here looking for it. Most of these girls couldn't be in a relationship like that. Yeah. I tried it twice. And the level of sit down and shut up you have to have, it yeah. doesn't work for me. <laughs> The level of mind your business that you have to have you you it doesn't work for me right. the level of i have x amount of time for you mm. you better enjoy this while you can get it i didn't have that in me mm. and that comes with it if you want a man that makes that kind of money he's working yeah and most of the time when you're with him on vacation he's in his phone or he's thinking about work That's very true so this a lot of ladies say that they want it but they couldn't handle it i don't think i think it's more than that too i really believe that they don't possess the the energy or possess the the frequency to be able to even attract because you've seen some of these women are just like i you know i just wanna he got a man a hundred thousand like what and then the men that they are attracting he's faking the funk that little bit of money he got yeah. that's the only little bit that of money tax he got. refund money he got or he got it from some girl to buy you some stuff and right. it's going to be short term and it comes with a whole bunch of yin yang that comes with it mm-hmm um, a lot of them, no. They just see something that they see on TV and think they can get it. Or you can get it, mm -hmm. but you're tricking. Ooh. Like, I think that's what a lot of them A lot of them. And it's so weird that they won't admit it. Mm. Like, you're going to be with me, you got to have a purse. Yeah. Well, he, that's tricking. Yeah, yeah. Or you got to take me on this trip, or you got to buy me this, you got to give me money, you got to pay my rent. That's tricking. Yeah. Call it what it is. Yeah. Don't be ashamed of I it. Just, I just, um, someone just, um, tried to pop proposition me yesterday $700 every two weeks you still got it I don't know where it's at but this dude was like listen I will pay you $700 every time I get paid every two weeks if you just hang out with me and the dude is 59 it's real it's it it can happen I was just like is this does this work for you he he if he approached you the he way did. that you look and the way that you carry yourself online, he's not new to the game. Oh, wow. He's done this before. Clearly. Yeah. But I cannot be bought or sold. Sorry, sir. <laughs> I said, this sounds like this sounds like prostitution, sir. This is But it's weird day. that they won't call it that. Yes. I don't know what they call it now. Uh, I don't know what they call it, but it's it's tricking. It's okay. It, it is, mm -hmm. but I'm not down for it. I'm looking for a relationship that's going to last, but I, I think I'm okay. I think I'm okay, but... That was pretty, pretty interesting. Talking about relationships, men who are now finding love across the ocean. Mm -hmm. We're talking about passport bros. Mm -hmm. What's your thoughts? So uh, growing up in the military, military brat, mm -hmm. the passport bros is nothing new. Mm. No, you know, the men went over to seas and the bought them a wife back with them and, you know, left kids over there sometimes. Nothing new. And also go where you're celebrated. Ooh. If you're not, 
if you're not getting what you want here, you're not hitting over here, mm-hmm. go over there. Mm. Like I'm hitting in Atlanta, but I know I'm not going to be hitting in Miami. Yeah. So I'll stay in Atlanta. Yeah. And if you want to go over there, that's cool. My problem is mm-hmm. when they talk about these women and they show these women online, they don't talk about them like they care about them. Ooh. They talk about them they're like they're disposable. They show them in a light that makes them look like prostitutes. You showed her just getting out of the bed. All you're talking about is her body. All you're talking about is how she treats you and what she does for you. You don't talk about what you do for her. And you 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 claim that a lot of American women use you. That's why you go over there. But from what I'm seeing, you're using them. And there's actually a backlash right now. I don't know what the guy's name is. I can't think of it. The one from Brazil that was in yeah. Brazil? Mm-hmm. He, um, he's getting a backlash. You put all these videos out about how easy the women are, and they don't like that. Now he went to Thailand, and there's another that. woman that he's doing this to. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and are he's you helping really, other men to do it? Yeah. Are you really? I mean, like, what are you really over there for? From what I see, and this is nothing against the women there, but how you talk about them, how you treat them, and you talk about how they, how you can afford them. You go over there because your money goes longer over there, That's and true. you can dispose of the women quicker. Yeah. And that and that makes you no better than the women you keep talking about over here. That's my problem. Yeah, my concern, and I and I, I agree with you. If if you're celebrated somewhere else, go go. I'm I I support it uh, because it's a free country. The only con- the only issue I really have is you know if you're not doing right in this country, if you you haven't done the work, right? You know what I mean on yourself to figure out why you're having issues in Atlanta. You know what I mean where the women are twenty to one and you still can't find anyone. Uh, you can't. This this doesn't happen. And you can go to another country and yeah. stack them up and and pay $20.52 for whatever. You know, that's my concern. You need to do the work for yourself, on yourself, because you're going to another culture and you're trying to destroy that culture. Correct. But not just that, you're giving all of us a bad name because you're not doing it on a low, right? You're right. doing it on the high. Like right. everybody knows what you're doing. Now you're broadcasting and now you're talking about it, it's posting. Now you've got clubs and you're you're getting other men to do it. And, and now you guys are hemmed up in a house somewhere with like seven women from Dominican Republic. You know, it, it's ridiculous. And then these women clearly are in impoverished countries. Like, what what are we really doing here? What is really happening? Like, what's the thought process? Because you can, just because you can. Just because you can. Yeah. There was a post on TikTok that I saw, and this gentleman said it perfectly. The guys who keep posting this stuff, they're feeding to this narrative that men are, black men are like sexual beasts and savages. Mm Because you keep talking about how you're going over there and you're doing this to these women. Yeah. Like, stop feeding into that narrative. Yeah. Just go if you're going to go. But you don't have to do all this stuff to go with it. Right. And, and it's weird because most of the time, there's also this narrative they got to talk about black women while they're doing it. Yeah. You don't have to do that. They can't just, just like, go. I don't like them. You know, I just like these women. No, you've got to say why you don't. You ever notice that? Like, mm-hmm. you say, oh, why, your wife is beautiful. Like, well, you, oh, okay. Well, yeah, I don't like black women. Nobody asked you that. No one asked. So tell me why you like Sarah. Yeah. Well, Sarah, what about Sarah? You can't yeah. even say that. All you're telling me about why you don't like Shaniqua. She's loud. She's aggressive. She's angry. Why? Y'all just don't match. Yeah. It's okay. You can go back over there. Yeah. But you don't got to talk about it. She's over here doing her thing. You can go over there. Completely different. Yeah. yeah. Completely different. So passport bros, yay or nay? It's one of those things. 
I can't speak on yay or nay because it's not my business. It's yeah. not my world. But y'all can't keep doing this mm. because it's going to backlash. He's the first one, but there's going to be many. And y'all keep doing what you're doing, you're going to end up in jail in these countries. Or cut cut up. Correct. Because they don't play. I, I do a lot of work in Haiti, mm. and they carry machetes for fun. Like, you can, you can, you can play if you want to but they're not playing about their women. Mm-mm. So you do have to be careful and you do kind of have to, like if you're gonna go there, be be authentic, like know what your intentions are. If you're there to exploit, then you know probably shouldn't go. But Or keep it to yourself. Or keep it to yourself. Stop broadcasting it. Correct. All right, the other topic, the other hot topic that we've been talking mm-hmm. about, um, one of the girls that I love and I forgot her name, um, hospice wives, she kind of coined the phrase hospice wives where, mm-hmm. and I think we talked earlier about this, I think it's like six or eight percent of, it's it's six or eight percent higher for a man to leave a woman when uh, she's sick opposed to um, when a woman or when a man is sick and, and have the woman leave. So basically the man is six to eight percent high. I mean, uh, you know what I'm saying. To leave her. Yeah. So. Have you experienced anything like this? Have you seen anything like this before? I made a series of videos recently how um, people like to shame single women with no kids. Ooh. And one of the things that they like to shame us about is that we're going to die alone. Mm-hmm. And the comment that I made was most women are going to die alone. Mm-hmm. If, um, because typically their husbands will die about 10 years before them. And then as I made that post, a lot of people came out who worked in nursing homes saying exactly what you said. How many women are in nursing homes because their husbands dropped them off and went to go get him a young girl? Yeah. And it's a reality. So I hope most women understand, don't dedicate your life to this man in hopes that he'll take care of you in the Mm. end. If you never wanted to be there for the first place or you didn't want to be there as long. Mm. You gotta live your life. You have to live your life because there's no guarantee who's going to take care of you on the other end. Not even with kids anymore. Yeah. A lot of kids aren't even taking care of their parents anymore because they can't afford it. You know, a lot of parents aren't setting money aside for them to, um, for them, their health care or for them to not work. Mm-hmm. And that Social Security is not going to work mm-hmm. and your kid's going to have to work. Yeah. So a lot of parents, even with kids, are going to nursing homes. Mm. But I just found out that that is a reality. I thought it was just he was going to die before you, but a lot of guys are dropping their, their ladies off. They are. The other thing, too, is these guys are going to, um, at the age of 50, mm-hmm. when they start to have their illnesses or the mm-hmm. hypertension, the diabetes, mm-hmm. when they go into the hospital, they don't have anyone to take care of them when right. they go home. So where right. do they go? They go to the nursing homes. So now you're seeing, like, these young 50-year-olds with maybe one ailment. And now they're sitting up in a nursing home, and then they'll come to the club or something at night. But you can't Try and get some. <laughs> you can't. You can't go visit these guys. You know what I mean? Not unless you want to sign on. in. Repeat that. Hold on. <laughs> I missed that whole part. Okay. Tell me about so, this so what's happening is <laughs> these guys are living in these senior citizen communities and uh-huh. uh, assistant facilities because they cannot afford to live by themselves, meaning they can't take care of themselves health wise. Yes. It is all out there. Please look this up. There is a trend where these men who turn 50 go to the hospital. The nurse is like, where's your husband? Where's your wife? Where's your children? I'm not married. Oh, I don't talk to my kids. And they didn't raise their kids. They didn't right. have a relationship with right. their, their, their kids. Nor did they, you know, get married or have a long-term relationship. And so they're just out here thinking they're still young, right? And then they get sick. 
and they can't take care of themselves and then they have to move into a nursing home <laughs> and then they go to the club and then sometimes they go to the club <laughs> ask me ask I me can't. how ask me how i know how you know because i went to monticello's and half of them was there <laughs> i swear to god i swear to god i went i was talking to this guy and i said this on one of the other shows and um we were, you know, talking back and forth. I was like, oh, okay, this is cool, nice, wonderful. And then he just fell off. And I was just like, oh, wow, I guess he's not interested, right? And then he called me back like a month later. And he was like, yeah, I, I bet you wonder, you know, what happened to me. Yeah, what happened, sir? And he's like, I had a stroke. Oh, uh, I was like, sir. Uh, I'm so glad. Sir. That you told me this after the fact. Because <laughs> that would have messed up my night tonight. I didn't come here for this. Right. I didn't come here for this at all. <laughs> 51 he had a stroke i was like oh okay well it sounds like you need to man you, you, you know take care of yourself yeah you got some priorities yeah you gotta take care of the guy that i'm dating he's 52 yeah. and luckily he keeps himself up and yeah. he's very um fit and we're both in the mindset let, let's pretend like we're teenagers yeah and live life um but i do keep it back in my mind anytime i'm dating anybody mm -hmm. you know especially at this age you know i'm 45 years old mm -hmm. and i like men my age or older mm -hmm. and you're gonna have to take on somebody and know that you're taking on their health issues. Yeah. Even though you weren't there. Even though you weren't there, you're taking the on their health yeah. issues. I remember this guy that I met and he thought I, you know, boo-booed glitter. But the way he handled himself and his health, mm -hmm. every time I saw him, it's like I saw a nursing home. I can't do this. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. He his said, shoulder hurt, his visitation back Visitation hours is from 10 to 6. He McDonald's all the time. Yes. Sir, I can't, I can't yes. do it. I'm not going to. Yeah. Um, one woman on TikTok, she mentioned how a lot of older men will get with older women, especially ones who are des desperate to get married, mm. and have the woman move in with her but won't marry her, and then sh they live this life together, and then she'll die, or he'll die. Mm -hmm. And the kids will come in and scoop I up the that. life yep. insurance. They'll scoop up the, the furniture, furniture in the house. The clothes, the, the car, one half of the house. Correct, yeah. and they weren't even there, and she was there the whole time, and she ends up with nothing. I think that was Girly Goddess or Goddess 360 or something like that. I, I could not tell with you. With the glasses. I love her. I really do. But I've had that situation. The red glasses? Yeah, I think yeah. so. She's ex-reporter. Uh, but um, That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. she, she tells it. She's telling she does. Her, mm, she does. She does. I've been on a few dates, and I noticed, like, when I was dating, really, I was dating mostly guys that was like, they were like 49 or older. Mm -hmm. and But I was getting younger guys, but I wasn't attracted to that because, you know, they didn't have their stuff together. Mm -hmm. But then I would notice, like, there was different types of older men. There were guys who didn't know they were old. And <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It is so You're true. You're like, sir, uh, what's going on here? <laughs> you Are your jeans so tight, right. sir? Why are you wearing the same outfit what as is your going, son? Right. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing yeah. that. And then there was guys who clearly were way too old. And then mm -hmm. there were guys who just, like you were saying, they just ate like they were 30 or 20. And then they're like, hey, you want some McDonald's? I'm like, I don't even eat McDonald's. I'm not even your age. But I'm I don't even eat this. I'm not trying to get comfortable with you, sir. I'm not, I'm not trying to do this with you. At all. Mm -mm. I, I do not want to be your emergency contact. I don't. And I don't want you to bring me down. That's a big <laughs> thing for me. Yeah. If I connect myself with you, I'm going to go sit on that couch and eat this hamburger with you. Right. And I'm not trying to do that. I don't need help in that area, sir. No, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Mm -mm. So hospice wives, you understand it? You get it? Would you? If if your man came to you and was like, oh, man, I found out something. Are you sticking or are you leaving? 
The reason why I would stick with him is because his mindset is, you're going to stick with me, but I'm going to take care of you because you stuck with me. Mm. We've already had this conversation. Awesome. His conversation is very much so, if you and I move forward um, with this, if we don't get married, then we will put documents in place. And, and it's a real talk. And if you can't have that talk with your partner, especially if they're older, yeah. even now, younger, a lot of young people are getting sick. Yeah. Then, you know, what's the, you, you don't need to be with them. Because it's a real conversation that needs to be had. It is. It is. And um, we've talked about that. And, um, yeah. All right. So for me, hospice, uh, I probably would do it. I probably would take care of the person, yeah. especially if it's been a long time relationship, yeah. a long term relationship. Um, but if it's brand new, honey, I might be like, OK, yeah, yeah, yeah see yeah, you yeah. later. If it's less than a year, I might like transfer you to the nursing home. <laughs> I would drive up. you. I'll drive you there. But I think for me, I, I probably I, I wouldn't be able to do it. I would have to be with you for a while in order for me to stay. Yeah. 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 I'm not stupid. I get it. But I will say my dad went through a similar situation and he was with his wife for about 20 some odd years, maybe longer. And he stayed and he took care of her and she passed. And and she's so a part of our family. But he is not like the other men. He Correct. would not leave his wife. He's like, he didn't even think about that. But I think today in this space, guys are doing that more often. Because a lot of guys don't know how to take care of themselves, let alone anybody else. Ooh. That is a real conversation. And I'm seeing in a lot of young guys too, like who who built y'all like this? The 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 selfishness that they have or mm. self centeredness. Um, Their mother. I, Do you have brothers? I have a brother, but he's you know we're years 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 apart. Okay. Well, if you have brothers, you can tell there's a difference between the way oh, yeah. that your mother raises your brother and 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 the way that your mother raised you and. It's so Especially unfair. being the oldest daughter, too. I'm the oldest daughter, too. And it's it's like, wait, what? You don't know how to do anything? Because women are raised to be independent, take care of your business, take care of your house, know how to take care of kids, know how to keep yourself up, all they need to do other stuff. A lot of men are raised, get your woman yeah. to do all that. To do all of it. To be your assistant, your secretary. And women aren't your doing mom. that. Correct. And women aren't doing that crap no more. Mm. A lot of women are like, no. If like, you, you can't come know. through as my partner, I can't do you it. You can't do it. That's crazy. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Marry or not marry. So how do you feel about this? So. Um, marry or not to marry. Marry for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. I don't think that. For or Let me backtrack a little bit. I was against marriage for a long time. Why? Because I saw the work that women had to do in marriages versus men. Mm. I would see that the pressure of keeping a marriage together and going was on the back of a woman. Yeah. And when the kids came, forget about it. I would, you know, men chilled and all they had to do was drive and pack the car. She had to get the kids ready. She had to make sure that, you know, everybody was aware where she was going. It was just a nonstop ordeal. And I did not like how repetitive marriage was when i saw marriage you know you got married moved to the burbs you had kids you went to soccer game you went to home depot and that was not appealing to me whatsoever mm. so there was nothing about it that stood out to me but as i've gotten older and i've seen more different examples of marriages i realize you can customize your own marriage yeah but i think the biggest thing is i don't romanticize marriage I don't think that marriage is this fantasy. I don't think it's this whirlwind. You you get with this man and you have this great life. I think you need to have a great life before you get with him. 
And then I think also you need to understand it's work when you're with each other. And you kind of had to uh, approach it like it's a business plan. You do. Because that love is only going to go so far. You do. You do. So um, my idea of marriage has changed because um, the gentleman that I'm with is more of a modern man. He is more of, even though he's older, like we're a team. We yeah. do this together. What you're good at is what you're good at. What I'm good at is what I'm good at. There's no, because you're a woman, you do this because you're a man, you're bad. Mm. And I remember watching marriages. All of a sudden, a strong, independent woman had to s- suppress everything about her to keep a man happy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not signing up for that. Mm. And he's very much so, like, yin and yang. Like, there's certain qualities about him that I compliment and vice versa. And I thought that was, that was something I always wanted but wasn't aware that I wanted. I just know what I saw other people doing. I didn't want any part of that. Mm. You know what? I actually learned that recently from my daughter. My daughter told me that. She said, you know, relationship. Why can't a relationship be, you know, you do this and you're mm-hmm. good at that. I do this and I'm good at that. And then that's just what it is. And I'm like, yeah, no, what does that mean? I, I don't understand that. I, I didn't come from that school. I came from the school of, um, you know, women do X, Y, and Z, but I didn't right. realize that I was living that way already. Right, right. But um, I came from the school of, you know, a man is supposed to do this, this, right. and this. And so I was holding men to this standard of living that, you know, they may not even be able to manage. And it doesn't complement your personality. And it doesn't, and, and the thing about it is that she said, mommy, you are attracting very alpha, almost uh, toxic masculinity into your life. And I was just like, no, I'm not. What are you talking about? And she's like, no, that's that's what's happening. And I was just like, okay, all right, cool, all right. She told me what she saw um, through, you know, out her entire life. And I was just like, okay. I'm thinking in my head that I'm getting the guy that's supposed to be this way. Mm-hmm. And somehow something's wrong with me because I don't want to wash dish- dishes. I don't want to make your Thank bed. You. I don't Thank want you. to do laundry all day. Thank you. And those women who do that, they end up so mad and so miserable and so bitter. And I'm like, I don't want I didn't I don't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that cycle. Do laundry every Sunday. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm not good at that. I'm better at running a business. I'm better at uh, hiring staff, yeah. marketing. I'm hi- I'm better way better with that stuff. But now I've got to make the bed. Now I'm responsible for cooking. Now I'm responsible for taking care of kids. I I wasn't ready. And the truth is, if you just get a man that's good at that, mm-hmm. everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. And now that is what I look for is what am I good at versus what this other person is good at. And then we form this amazing duo, you know? My sister um, was married for 16 years to her husband. Mm-hmm. And my sister toured... Like, after the kids came, my sister became a very unhappy woman. Mm. She felt stressed out all the time. She had high anxiety. She would always try and pressure him to do things the way that she wanted it to do, did it done, and it was it ended up being bad at the end. Yeah. My sister um, divorced him, and now she's in a lesbian relationship. Mm-hmm. And my sister now takes on more of the leadership position in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you her and her lady are yin, yin, yang, mm. it's none of that because you're a girl, you do this, because you're, you know, none of that. 
she's good at this, she's good at that, and they work together as a team. And they mm -hmm. are raising four kids with ease. Wow. When she was with her husband, it was always a stressful thing because she was in the wrong position. She tried that submissive thing. She tried to let him do things, and it just didn't work for her mind. So now she's in a position where she runs stuff, and, it, and she's happy. I'm having such epiphanies right now. I'm telling you, it works. <laughs> um, the guy that I'm dating, he's more of the thinker. He's a nurse, and he has more mm -hmm. of a nurturing mentality. He's more a cooker, and he's more domestic and all that kind of stuff. And I am, I want to do all that. Let's go out and have fun. Yeah. Let's go party. Let's do this. I'm more the muscle, and it works for us mm -hmm. because why fight it? Like, this is my personality. That's yours. Let's do it together. I love it. So marry or not marry? Marry for the right reasons. Okay. Don't marry because you are scared to be um, single. Don't marry because someone has shamed you for not mm. having children or not getting married because that, that's dead noise. We don't do that anymore. Don't marry because you're afraid of dying alone because the truth is most women are going to die alone. Mm -hmm. Like the Golden Girls is a real thing for most of us. Yeah. Um, and understand when you get into a marriage, look for a person that is your partner that compliments you. If you have to suppress everything you are to be with them, it's not going to work in the end. And if you have to change everything about them to be with them, it's not going to work in the end. And also marriage and babies have never fixed a man. So never. So. Oh, ah, it, huh? <laughs> oh my gosh. It's happened to a, happened lot, to a lot of women. Yeah. All right. So talking about masculine women, mm -hmm. there, there are very, there's so many podcasters that are, talking about modern women, mm -hmm. masculine women. What I think is missing from the conversation, you can correct me if I'm wrong, is why are these women this way? Correct. So I saw a video, and I'm gonna show you the video, but in the video there was a woman, or a story, uh, where clearly she is, and maybe you did already see it, they're in an the airport, mm -hmm. and it's two of them, and I'm assuming they look like the city girls and the flight is getting ready to leave them and they cut one of the air, airline workers face, right? Mm -hmm. Because the flight was gonna leave them. So the, the footage is of them on the ground yelling, screaming, mm -hmm. bonnets on, like, like just looking, you know, all kind of wrong. And, and, and the men are in the comments like, this is why I don't date black women. This is why, oh, these are, these are the women we're supposed to marry, mm -hmm. you know? So anyway, I have an understanding, but what do you, why do you think that we have such masculine, quote unquote, women now? I don't think it's masculine. I think just people are losing their minds. Yeah. Because Karens are the exact same way. Mm. When you look at these videos of these Karens, they're hitting on people, they're swinging on people, they're yelling on people, they're white women. Like, it, people are just losing their minds. At the airport, this woman grabbed a fire extinguisher and, and sprayed it down the hall. It's just you like to talk about black women more, but everybody is losing their mind. Now, as far as masculine women, let's, let's, let's take that as a serious statement. A lot of these guys who, who wanna trip out on a woman who's masculine, what it is is she's doing everything that you can't do, or she's doing everything that you, you thought you were doing well and she's doing it better than you and you're wigging out on it. You're not going to, I don't care how great of a man you are. No, let me take that back. I don't care if you pee standing up, I don't care if you have a sack. You're not gonna come through and just tell me what to do just because you have one. 
Mm. You have to be about something. And a lot of these guys aren't about something. And they're mad about it. And when you're dealing with the personality of a woman who is about something, you got to come correct. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want that, that doesn't make her a bad person. It just makes her not your person. Mm-hmm. Go find you somebody else. Mm. That's it. You don't have to dog her out because, you know, she's strong. Mm-hmm. She's been taking care of herself. She has degrees. She has kids. She has a house. She has a car. You know, she has 401K. She has stock. She has all this stuff. You can't fault her for being good at what she does. Yeah. So I take it from a different perspective. I go through history, right? Mm-hmm. So historically, black women have been, since emancipation, have been working Correct. in the workforce, almost 80% for single women since 1865. And in our households, black households, have never really survived on a one-person income. Mm-hmm. So with that said, like, except for like the 60s and, and, and the 70s, but women have been working literally alongside men since we were free, right? So we never had the opportunity to be docile and weak and nurturers at home. They passed bills and laws that forced black women to leave their home to enter into the workforce because white women didn't want to take care of their kids, didn't want to cook their food, didn't want to clean their houses. That scene from Color Purple with um, Celie, I didn't realize that until a couple weeks ago. That was a real thing. That's a real thing. Like, oh, my God. If you told a white woman no, that you didn't want to clean their home, you didn't want to take care of their kids, you didn't want to cook their food, and you didn't have a job, you could go to jail. Right. And they could pay your way out of jail, and then you're... Servitude. You're you're an indentured servant for, for forever. It's crazy. So... It, they don't want to talk about that. Part. They don't want to talk about that. So now we're talking about, we're looking at women, black women who've been in the fields for how many years? Three to 400 years. We've been working for that long. And then now we are uh, free and we're still working. And guys are going like, well, why are you so masculine? Well, sir, I've been alongside you for how many years? And then is it masculine or it's just I'm grown and I'm taking care of my business? Like, yeah. I don't understand, like, why is it that a, a grown black woman taking care of her own is so negative? Mm. Because if you looked at Becky taking care of her own, oh, she's she's a, a, a what is it, um, stoic woman. <laughs> she's doing it by herself. Yeah. Even if she's a single, the way they treat a single black mom versus how they treat a single black, I was single white mom yeah. is different. Yeah. Like, oh, she, she needs help. She needs guidance. You know, you know, she's doing it all by herself. A black woman, she gets pregnant and she's single, whatever. Oh, you shouldn't have had sex. Yeah. You know, you chose uh, wrong. How many baby daddies have you had? Like, yeah. is he in the picture? Like what, what, what? Exactly. Um, it's crazy. You're never, you're never going to fault me for being grown and taking care of my business. Yeah. So masculine women, um, it's crazy. I, I even want to add another thing to there. Um, we've got hundreds of years of trauma, and mm-hmm. we now know that there are DNA bl- you know, markers in your blood telling you, okay, yeah, Atlantic slave trade, that's in your blood. Mm. Or how about this? That is in your blood. You know, it's, it's, um, it, it's, there's a lot of stuff that's happening um, for or to black women that nobody really wants to talk about. Correct. One of the things pointed out is during the 60s and 70s, and I knew I grew up this way, my parents, my mother, my grandmother, they were on welfare. 
mm-hmm. right? So I was probably gonna be the fourth generation on, on welfare. My great grandmother was on welfare. She couldn't read, she was a granddaughter of a slave. My grandmother was on welfare, didn't work, smoked, drank beer, that was her life. My mother didn't graduate from college, didn't do anything with her life, didn't know how to drive, didn't, no, didn't even graduate from high school, had a bunch of babies, right? Mm-hmm. And this is back during the time where people were having kids so they can make income. True. I remember those days. Another added piece, that that whole um, uh, welfare system was not designed for that. Correct. It was actually designed for white women um, who had just lost their husbands and they had small kids. So I think that was, um, I, I forget her name, but it might have been Elizabeth or something, but that happened way long ago. But uh, fast forward, this is what we have. Right. But uh, there's a lot of trauma in that because I remember growing up, the social workers would come to the house to see if there were men there. Right. Which meant my father could not be there. Mm-hmm. And, and and I don't know if you remember during the Reagan time, no one had jobs. Yeah, I remember that. I remember my parents not knowing the conversation, but I remember it was tough. My father was in the Navy, and he was consider- we were considered up, upper class because, you know, we had a house. Oh, wow. And we had a job wow. mo- compared to most of our family who were struggling. Right. We were considered rich almost to them. Wow. But the trauma began or continued then. So you're growing up and you're seeing all this struggle. You're seeing your grandparents, your mother, everybody struggling. You can't have a male in the household. Mm-hmm. Now you've got to do everything on your own, literally, from raising kids to making money. Then they kick you off the system. Correct. And then now you really are struggling because you're just like, what, what's going on here? You don't have any, any direction. But right now I think we're seeing trauma the trauma of all of this stuff that is happening, not being able to fix your own problems, not knowing the direction in, in which to go. But also, I feel like it has a lot to do with what we see on television, what we see in media. A lot to do with it. Black women have always been told, subconsciously and, and directly, figure it out. Yeah. So now that black women are figuring it out, without anything just doing it on our own you can't get mad when we do mm-hmm. but there is a lot of trauma in being a black woman they want you to be strong like if you go into a boardroom mm-hmm. she, they all look at her for the answers but the moment she speaks and says something mm-hmm. then all of a sudden she's aggressive and she's mean um there's always this sly dig at, at black women there's always a sly undertone of comments but the moment she speaks back She's mean, she's aggressive, yeah, and she's not a team player, but no, you, you kept picking at me. There's trauma, and I think the fact that we're all talking about it is gonna help get it up and get it out. But um, if black men don't help us, it's not gonna matter, you know? I think it really should be more black men helping black women versus tearing them down. I don't, and I really think a big part of it is you just got to be a team again. Yeah, we just got to be a team again. I say it's it's different trauma. Both trauma, but trauma on two sides of a coin. We don't know what black men go through, and black men don't know what black women go through. And we're both pointing our fingers at each other, saying what we should be doing better, what we ought to be doing, 
And I do agree with you. There needs to be more teamwork. There needs to be more teamwork. Yeah. Because we're fighting the same fight. That's yeah. the weird part. That's the weird. That's, that's like, weird how part. could you not see that? We're fighting the same fight. You're fighting the same fight. So if you know me, you know that uh, I have a biracial daughter. And my daughter is very amazing, very smart, very talented. Very, <laughs> very, very uh, confident uh, to me. Uh, but also very capable and she knows what she wants. Very honest, very honest woman. But, uh, and I say woman loosely, <laughs> uh, because she is a grown always up now. Be a, always be a daughter. <laughs> right, always, always be a little girl. Always. But she is biracial and um, I did raise her differently than I think I was raised. But can you speak to growing up in America and just yeah. uh, maybe in, in everywhere, I guess, because you were military brat, yeah. with you know, a black mom and a white dad? So m my mother is black and the man who raised me is a black man. Okay. My father, my biological father who's white, did, I don't know. Okay. So it made it a little tougher because um, I didn't match my family. Mm. So I would always constantly grow up being reminded that I was different from them. Like, who is that? That's my mom. No, it's not. Who is that? Your sister? No, it's not. Mm. Um, oh, you're black? Oh, I didn't know. So it was it was tough growing Ooh. up like that. Yeah. Um, it was also different during my era, probably more so different than your daughter's. And by the way, I can't wait to meet your daughter in like 20 <laughs> years. I can't. I cannot wait to see who she is. Um, when I was growing up, you had to choose. Either you were going to be black or you were going to be white. Mm -hmm. It was like Yo MTV Raps or Heavy, head, Headbangers Ball. Or it was, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't be both. Yeah, and I think more more people are now giving leeway to be both, mm -hmm. because um, when you ask somebody, you know, what do you claim yourself to be? In some cases, you're asking them which parent do you like more so. Yeah, and you and you don't want to ask anybody that. Um, my problem was to go back to the original question was looking the way that I looked, and as I've gotten older, I look more ethnic. But when I was younger, I looked straight white. Then I started to look Hispanic, and then I started to look like a black woman. Mm -hmm. People wouldn't let me be black. What? It was a, it was a, it was really hard. Like, you're a white girl trying to be black. Yeah. Or you can't talk about this because you wouldn't know you're not black. Yeah. Um, standing out in a room, standing out in you know the family reunion. Like my family wouldn't necessarily treat me wrong. My friends wouldn't treat me wrong. Is when I encountered newer people. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it also has to do with this misunderstanding that being mixed is this picture-perfect world. Wow. So people would often think that, oh, you, you think you're cute, you think you're better than me, and then there would be this hatred thing. And I get it because the pain is deep when it comes to stuff like that, mm -hmm. but it's not peaches and cream. Like, you really don't belong in either room. People won't let you be in wow. any room. Not, not, not that you don't belong but most people won't let you be in the room with them. Like I can go into white spaces, but I cannot remind them that I'm black. That's the thing that people don't want to talk about. The moment they pick up that you're black, they treat you different. All of a sudden you're honey girl, you know. Girlfriend. Girlfriend, oh, you don't act like them. Like, oh, I didn't know you were black. Oh, I thought you were like Mexican. And I literally, I remember very vividly, someone asked me what I was. He thought I was, um, I think Colombian. And I said, no, I'm black. And literally the man backed up. I'll never forget that. Are you serious? I'll never forget that. He's bald-headed. <laughs> but it's that type of switch. 
And then, you know, up until recently, because now we're having more of these conversations in the black community, mm-hmm. I could go into black spaces, mm-hmm. but I can only say so much. Mm. And I can only do so much. Mm. Um, but I think it's changing um, because now we're understanding the, the negative impact of colorism for everybody. I think if I was to do it all over again, I do think that I probably would have taken more time with my daughter, making sure she understood that she was black. I thought just by being around her, mm-hmm. and she was very similar to you, where mm-hmm. we both parents, she was being raised by someone that was black, but her father was still in her life. Gotcha. But um, I thought that everything was easy because no. I grew up darker, and I saw the lighter skinned women. Oh. I thought it was different. I thought I thought it was, you know, I was darker and I just assumed that okay, that's easy. My my family is very light. You know what I mean? And I saw um not really how easy their life was, but just it was just normal. And I didn't see a big you didn't see the struggle. I didn't see the struggle. Because it's a different struggle. Mm. The struggle that a dark-skinned woman goes through is completely different. That pressure comes from society. Yeah. That pressure comes from being in the black community. Yeah. Like one of the stories that I told on my um, TikTok was I, the first time I was exposed to, to like colorism, I had a uh, cousin, I had my uncle was dating this beautiful dark skinned woman. Mm-hmm. I had never seen anyone like her before in my life. She was, I was, she was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And he brought her over to a different house and as soon as him and his girlfriend walked up the house, somebody said he better not have a baby with that dark-skinned girl. Wow. And keep in mind that we're, the person who said this was maybe a shade lighter than her. Yeah. So a lot of the colorism stuff is like an internal in-house thing. Yeah. So a lot of light-skinned and mixed people are dealing with in-house stuff. Mm-hmm. And and up until recently, we weren't allowed to talk about it because, like you said, like people saw that it being this fairy tale land, and it's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, not a lot. But there are people who really don't like mixed people. You know, they think that we should not exist. Races wow. should not be mixing yeah. mixing together. Yeah. And if they don't say it out loud, which people have, mm-hmm. they will act that out. You know, I get the most hate from black men. When I when when I was dating her mm-hmm. dad, um, I got like people just driving by yelling at me. It was crazy. I would get that when I would walk with black men. I would when I was younger I would get that Ooh. and I'll never forget this one guy said wow when I'm out with you people think I'm going out with a white girl oh my and he didn't say it like in a funny way he said it like I don't know if I can handle this wow and then you know there may be men who are attracted to me because I'm light skinned but that's all they see yeah you know it's no different from the girl with the big butt yeah mm-hmm. you got the banging body on the mm-hmm. block mm-hmm. but what comes with that yeah it's not all peaches and cream listen a ghetto booty comes with ghetto problems i say that all the time i am so happy that i do not i was not blessed <laughs> <laughs> i was blessed in other areas but going but there's no comparison though i want to make sure that's very clear i am in no way shape or form saying that the, woman, the problem that a mixed woman has and a light-skinned woman has is that compared to a darker complexion woman. Oh, no. no. Darker complexion women are literally just getting a voice, just being seen, yeah. just getting a platform where they don't have to adapt mm-hmm. to look like somebody else. You know, I, I often try to... I don't know if I always had the experience of being a darker-skinned woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that I had my own experience. I grew up in foster care, so... Mm. That to me was completely different. I only knew about colorism because um, 
the way that kids would get adopted, I was always the last. So the lighter skinned girls, then lighter skinned boys, young girls, and then, you know, me. I, I was never first. So that was the only time that I realized that, okay, something's But even then wrong. you didn't realize what was happening at the time. No, I didn't. Most I of the time they you did don't just, realize what's I happening. I thought they didn't like me. I was like, oh, I didn't dance hard enough. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't do my ABCs right, you know, things like that. But I had no idea. And I would even say up until probably maybe five years ago, mm. I still didn't realize, and I'm being honest and transparent. It's true, it's true talk. That people were struggling so hard with this colorism thing. And I, and I, I, wanna, I wanna say this, because my Are dad- Are you from America? I am. Okay. My dad says, that um, he he loves darker skinned women, mm-hmm. right? Of course, he his mother's light and his ex wife is white light, but darker skinned women he preferred because mm-hmm. of whatever reason. But in my head, I'm thinking there's really no difference. Like I didn't grow up. I saw my grandmother and my aunts and my uncles all light. I didn't. Right. I did. I couldn't fathom like people were getting treated differently because of their skin color. It happens. I thought it was because they were pretty or not. Like oh, they're ugly. I didn't realize why I was being chose mm-hmm. over certain women until I got older. Yeah, I just thought they're clapping for me because I'm cute. Yeah, like, yeah. What I I got green eyes. Like that's this this that. But I didn't realize while they were clapping for me, they were talking trash about her. Oh wow! I didn't realize that they were you know shaming her. Yeah. And then when you realize that's happening, you're like, whoa! I'm sorry, I didn't know. Yeah. And then you got to switch your hat, but it happens. It's not as bad, yeah. but it happens. And as far as, um, I remember this light-skinned woman that I worked with a long time ago. I remember she would say often she would only date men who were cold black. Mm. And I remember the things that she said at the time I did not make a connection to. Mm-hmm. But I rem- her motivation was she did not want her kids to be light-skinned. She didn't want her kids to go through the things that she went through. I feel like my grandmother probably went through that, too, because I do feel like they went through a struggle because they always had to prove how black they were. So my grandmother grew up with a pistol and an attitude. Yeah. Because people were always trying her. It is a true thing. I moved to Baltimore, Maryland for one year, Park Mm -hmm. Heights, Ricestown Road. And the way I had to knuckle up on a regular basis Mm. and I and sometimes I had the fight in me. Sometimes I didn't. And I didn't realize it is because I was different from everybody in the room. Wow. And then, um, but then when you sit back, it sit and look at it, you under, you understand the cut, you understand the pain, you understand the root of it. But I got to a point in my life where I don't care. You're not gonna take your pain out on me. I know that's right. And once I got to that point, then the conversation isn't as loud. Yeah. We can talk about it, but we're not gonna throw hands about this. You know, let, let's talk about it calmly because it is something that needs to be talked about. Well, yeah, yeah. I feel like I can talk to you forever. Ah, man, we're, we're out, out of time. But oh. I thank you for coming in today. Thank you for having me. This was wonderful. I love your spirit. But tell everybody where they can uh, they can find you. You can find me on TikTok. You can find me on Instagram, Past Perfect with Yaya. Some big things are coming down the road. And um, come join me. I really just run my mouth. One of my big things on my platform is I start a conversation. If somebody wants to come in and correct me, I post the rebuttal, the reaction, the information I may have gotten wrong, the correction. And then also Wednesday nights I have a live. I, protect, um, I have one particular topic on Wednesday nights. 
Come through, share your story, get on the screen, and we talk about it one person at a time. Past Perfect, past perfect with Yaya, and I'll see you soon. I want to join that live one day. We'll talk about that later. But again, thank you, Yaya. Again, you guys can catch her uh, Past Perfect with Yaya. Thank you again, Miss Bethel. I love that name. Uh, if you guys want to check her out, get, again, Instagram, TikTok, and all that other stuff. But if you want to check us out, make sure you guys subscribe, like, share, and comment. And if you want to get in contact with us directly, make sure you uh, email us at info at smittyandd.com. Until next time, we will talk to you soon.